Yeah, you were busy playing with the no, toy. I was, then. No, yes, no, you were. No, no. Yes, you were. I was editing the last hour. Were you? Is that what I was you admiring the motorcycle that's sitting on the countertop. And I'm just going to wipe that jewel A full, detailed. Yes, thank you for wiping the jewel. It's 8.06 here on the Morning Jam. Jeremiah Gelzo checks in with us. Jeremiah, please tell me the name of your business. Good morning, Stone Blue Hobbies. Stone yeah. Blue Hobbies. Now, you came in, you turkey, because I used to race motorcycles. <laughs> I, I raced uh, a, a motocross back in the late 70s, and, of course, bikes weren't back then what they are now with 20 inches of travel. We had about six to go with, which just means the travel of the shocks before they fully compress. Wooden uh, wheels. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but you you have a lot of cool things at your hobby shop, and we've asked you to uh, come in this morning to talk about some of the things you sell as well as some of the things that are really hot items. Uh, you brought in a, I don't know, what's the scale of that motorcycle? Uh, it is a one-sixth one scale. Sixth. Yeah, RC motorcycle. It's got a gyro that keeps it stabilized so it can drive vertical. Right. Tech is so cool right now. The, the thing can do It can do a wheelie. It can right. go off-road. It can, you know, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. And it's got a rider mounted on yep. it. Yep, yep. And, and it, we're going to have to get a picture of that before it's over. It's got a real working chain from the motor that runs the rear wheel. So it is so lifelike. It's got disc brakes. And it's got a disc brake on the front. Yeah, I saw that. That's yep. what I was looking at. Yep. And and the knobbies are, I mean, it's so lifelike, it's scary. Yeah, and you can change them out, put slicks on it for the street. We've taken okay. off the stabilizer bars. I mean, we've done done a lot with them over at the shop. They're super cool, super popular right now. So I will tell you, it is, it's it's creepy to me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so lifelike. I mean, it's very cool. If you watch the videos online, it really does look like guys motocross. Yeah. Well, and we, we yeah. were at a, I was telling you, we were at a, uh, had dinner at like a little local hole in the wall place, which was, which was good and fun. And they had that, they had motocross on and we were watching it and I swear it's like, <laughs> that looks just <laughs> it like, it looks it? so real. So are these guys competing against other can you no, take they're, one they're, of the- this is pretty much the top end that you can get in the remote control RC motorcycle end or dirt bike end. Okay. Um, Are there any competitions? Not really. I mean, I've, I've there had will some of the be. past models, right. but this is this is the top of the line yeah. from Losi. It's a, a main manufacturer, and they're they're really pushing the envelope of like quality product, and it's just very very unique now this unit that we're looking at what would that cost this one is 550 okay. not including batteries and chargers right obviously a lot of technology going in there it's got a gyro that keeps yeah. everything balanced upright. Yeah, yeah i mean it's it's amazing put in wheelie mode and run down we had a wheelie going for probably like 100 feet on the, wow. on the strip in front of our shop right and 100 feet for that size bike is, oh yeah it's incredible you know, yeah I mean, it's yeah. like going a Try mile or half a mile or something yeah <laughs> yeah uh well that's that's just one of the things that that you've got um uh, in in your shop uh one of the things that we talked about on the phone the other day i was curious about is these one wheel units mm-hmm. they are electric you can i see people downtown on them scooting around i know one guy that that would um i think ben was his name yep would, yep buddy I mean, ben he 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 he's got thousands of miles so on he's his. got yeah. i said hundreds earlier with janet thousands because i know he would ride that thing to work downtown and, that, and that's he's got a couple boards so the last time we did a tire change was around 2500 miles i'm sure he's probably about 3500 at this point so we're talking virginia to california yeah so let's talk about that one particular one because that is a that's a cool thing but yet it's practical too because 
you can scoot around on right. that thing. So we we do a lot with college kids, mm-hmm. obviously for transportation. A lot of adult riders want them just for the fun of riding around. If you've done any board sports, snowboarding, wake surfing, honestly, it, it'll get you into those sports if you've never done them. And if you have done done those, it's like snowboarding during the summer. That's what's great about the board. So you can ride it on road, off road. So literally, you could if you were a mile and a half away from work this wouldn't be any issue to oh i've ridden hop. i've ridden to my shop on one right from your house absolutely and yeah. you're what three miles away from oh your easy shop? More four miles yeah, yeah 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 now what's the top speed typically so on the new boards that are out you can get over 20 miles an hour i'd say most riders are 12 to maybe 18 miles um you know typically that they stay in ride wise right you know if you're inner city or stuff that way you might be a little bit slower some of the top riders they're they're pushing these boards well into the 20s and pushing mm-hmm. them close to 30. These are these are top performing riders. You can watch like race, you know, head to head races and oh, stuff cool. online. It's it's incredible. Now, how heavy is that unit? Um, I think the smaller ones are around 18. The other ones are up in the 24s. Okay, so not not real no, heavy. Not and bad, and you, you should be riding it, not know, carrying it. But right, right, right. The newest <laughs> one, 30 miles range on one. Really, 30 miles range. Well, the only reason I say that the I, I still have in my mind where. Michael J. Fox tips the back of the skateboard oh, and, yeah, and yeah. grabs it and back <laughs> yeah. to the future. <clears throat> now, this is a practical one. This unit runs around 1400 It's for the yeah, top Yeah, 1400 lines. is where they start on those. Oh, they and, start, okay. and they really are. They're... I mean, it's obviously you're spending more, but it's a quality machine right. versus the hoverboards that are just made overseas and the dime a dozen. These right. these are actually really engineered and manufactured. And and you already have put, one that's got 3,500 miles on Yeah, it. put through the paces. Honestly, you know, guys that ride them regularly just keep putting miles and miles on them. And I've seen boards completely destroyed still rolling. Right. So well, let's everybody, talk about. everybody's got their different, you know, way they like to ride. Let's move to what I'm a little more comfortable with, two wheels. Yes. And the scooters that are out there currently. Yep. And some of the transportation that you can get out of one of those. Super, super fun. Typically, one that I keep in stock around $500. Right. 18 miles of range. You know, go to D.C. D.C. is a great, if you haven't been there, get a scooter, go to D.C. Otherwise, you know, renting, it it, it adds up over a weekend. but. Um, I had some friends too that picked up a couple of those. They would go to DC every cut, you know, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Just low cost transportation, park in one spot. You can see the entire city on a scooter over yeah. a weekend. Okay. Now these uh, these have been around for a while. These off road monster trucks. Yep. Um, you know these things are beefy looking, much RC like your motorcycle been around over a long there. Time. Yeah, and it's it's honestly one of the best times to get into remote control now. The technology's there. Yeah, just range. I mean, I did a demo the other day for a guy. Drove it all the way down the street, probably over a quarter mile. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't I can't believe you can drive that far." I'm like, "That's nothing. I could keep driving. It's just now the car's really small and it's right, hard and to see. Right, I can't see it. Sure. Yeah. So now the, the range is there, but no monster trucks. Also, micro crawlers are super popular. Now, what's that? They're just small scale, whether 124th or 118th, just really small, basically Jeeps. So you can play with them in the house, do pillow forts and blankets and stuff (laughs) that way with the kids. Or we have a lot of, you know, dads and their kids are building and making like on a eight by 10 sheet apply. Yeah, yeah. just build out of cardboard and add foam and whatever they want. And you just turn into an entire rock crawling course. But we have one at the shop, too, that you can play on. Let's talk about boats. Let's talk about some water sports Speed. with these. The, how fast are these these? Oh, go to, go out to RC Smith Mountain Lake. Are. You're going to keep up with any of the high performance boats, full scale with, with an one. RC boat. Yeah, if wow. you get one of the big ones. Okay. Yep, they got a brand new jet boat that we're waiting on. Should be in 
hopefully any week at this point, big scale, one fist size, okay. and would run in probably three, four inches of water, okay. just like the wow. big jet boats. Yep. So these and these are these are priced because they're they're more of a let's go out and have fun with this thing, not get on it and ride it. Right. The, these the entry level is around two hundred dollars for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less than less than two hundred to get into a nice boat. Right. Starter wise. The performance boats really start in the upper 300s right. to 500 range. Sure. Um, then a little bit more depending on what you're getting into. But you're talking about a boat that'll do 50 miles an hour wow. on these higher performance boats, wow. shooting a rooster tail of water like six feet high. Wow. Let, let's talk about some of the planes because I, I, when I go over to your shop, I love just seeing the different jets and aeroplanes and those kinds of things. That thing has changed a lot over the years from the gas propelled oh, radio control yep, everything's planes. electric so yeah you're not having to deal with starters you're not having to deal with fuel yeah if you don't like messing with weed eaters you definitely don't want to mess with gas right sure yeah yeah <laughs> same same you know they're just troublesome over the years that's all we had now with the electric i've been doing electric for 25 years personally wow. i've got planes that'll do over 150 miles an hour in the shop i've seen the races Crazy that fast. you guys do Crazy the, the last one was that i got to go to was up on Liberty Mountain, yeah, and you had those things that you fly through, and you could—I mean, you, you snap your neck; they go so fast. No, it's it's so that that would be under our video piloting stuff. So right. we have that. You got drones, but our our entry level planes—they just even got a bump up in new technology that's in there. So they they fly completely level. Mm -hmm. They are not going to flip over. You get a much better chance of learning how to fly. Now I teach and do lessons. I always recommend that. But for somebody who wants to get in, do a fun gift for Christmas, mm -hmm. or just really test the waters and go, do I want to learn how to fly? Great. I mean, when I learned how to fly, we didn't have any of that stuff. Right. It was either you learned how to fly or it went in the ground. Now, are there any, because of these are airborne yeah. uh, versus a boat, you can probably get away without a boat license up at Smith Mountain. Are there any restrictions when it comes to flying? Don't fly at, at the airport. Right, You're going right. to get in trouble. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, next to that, you know, op open field, flying on your own property. A lot of these small micros, not an issue sure. at all. They're so lightweight, yeah, not right. an issue at all. And what I tell people is if you hear a plane, just bring the plane down. Yeah. That's it. You know, I've, I've been flying 25 years. I've seen a little bit of everything. The hobby is incredibly safe. It's incredibly yeah. fun to do. And just like most of the stuff in the news, take it all with a grain of salt. I know you get to go to shows and things like that yeah. for new products. I've seen some of these videos of 747s and 757s they have a wingspan of eight feet oh yeah i mean these these are incredible machines. yeah the, the modeling obviously everything's injection molded right. on the on the upper end but yeah you know turbines it, it's all electric right but but ducted fans have really changed things now with the electric motors and they're so cool scale yeah. design i mean i've flown raptors not the real thing, but right, right. RC, and I've done it under FPV. I've done flat spins and inverted and rolls, and I mean it's it's really cool. If you if you love flight, you can get the same adrenaline rush, and you can do way more than in full scale. I mean, I got buddies who have done the full scale thing; they've done RC, mm -hmm. and then they come back to RC again because you know you can't put a Cessna in a barrel roll too no, often. They no, don't no. like that. <laughs> well, we we had a comedian on not long ago where you know they was talking about the eighties. And yeah, you know, you got the Radio Shack car and, right. <laughs> and he had his tethered, you know, within six feet. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, we had, we had oh, plenty but, of those every Christmas. Tethered what? RC. And, and you thought you were so cool. Yeah, that was, it was the, the thing. coolest thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just thought you were so cool. 
And hey, now, how, how about Tyco? Tyco was the brand as oh, a yes. kid. Oh, okay. Going Absolutely. through the magazine, Tyco was the main sure. one. Right. And now, those were so Radio much better. Was that Radio Shack? You, you could get them. I don't, yeah, I don't honestly remember. Yeah. I only had yeah. like, I think, one yeah. right, growing up. But we don't really have that option. Like, people ask, like, what's at Walmart? After Christmas, I will just have a pile of vehicles that come in, hopefully to be repaired. Right. And they always get filed in the waste bin. Yeah. Because there's no parts. Yeah. The only way to fix those is to buy a second car. Yeah. Yeah. So just for parts. Right. The Think- stuff that we deal with is put the right part back on, keep right. driving. Well, and, keep and it goes back to you get what you pay for right. with, with some of those some of those things. So maybe buy less and buy a quality yes. and then makes th- a big difference. And they're gonna get a lot more joy out of yep. it. Yeah. And you I've been in your shop, so I know you service these guys. I've seen planes that are apart because you're oh, yeah. you're working on it or whatever. And, yeah, we, uh, we can help put a lot of stuff back together. Not everything. Yeah. Because if you crash it, <laughs> they might be able to fix so, it. Let me ask you this. What is the average age of your consumer that when people are either buying for someone else or buying for themselves this is what's wild i think what's so great about this hobby is kid that's six mm-hmm. and the kid kid that's 96 that's, right? yeah. seriously yeah I you know that, me, yeah. me going through this some of the guys that i learned from when i was in my 20s mm-hmm. were in their 70s doing wow. it yeah and they'd been doing it for 40 50 years right it's something that goes along with you age doesn't really matter uh-huh. we're all kids at heart and yeah. you know there's a lot of competition you learn a lot and honestly for young kids and dads doing it there's a lot to learn mechanically mm-hmm. and, and i've got another together. guy he's big into cars yeah. and his daughter's just getting into it now and she's like i really want to do this she's like get the tools i want to know how to work on this mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. Yeah. you learn a lot just wrenching on this you learn a lot about electronics as well as mechanical and it's, too. And so it's there's so- a it's it. so much more than just a toy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's a lot of racing if you want to get in the racing end or if you just want to have fun, just like any hobby. You yeah. can race motorcycles. You can just go out in the back country and have some fun with them. How can they find you? We are located on Whitehall Road, right behind Fresh Market here in Lynchburg, and uh, pretty much can't miss miss the shop we got all sorts of flags and stuff out right. front and uh he might, lots of fun products you might be inside. seeing a demonstration in the parking lot <laughs> or two <laughs> Maybe so. Thank you so much for yeah, joining Jeremiah. You're You're always good, always good, good to talk to you, bud. And uh, go by, make sure you say hi to Jeremiah and uh, look at some of the things he's got there. This motorcycle. Uh, it's pretty the, incredible. I'm, I'm going to be looking at a video during this break uh-huh. because I want to see how this thing works. And oh. uh, I would love to see some competition racing. Mm-hmm. I bet that'll be on the way. I'll race you, Rose. Okay. I've never raced a motorcycle, but I have raced an elephant. <laughs> So, wow, I did not know. I got that going for can me. We ta- can we More talk about than that? once. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to unpack that when we get back. It's 821 <laughs> here on The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. on the right foot and listen to the morning jam 6 to 9 a.m blue virginia talk radio network stone blue i'm sorry i thought he was done 
Uh, StoneBlueHobbies.com is the website if you want to check it out. StoneBlueHobbies.com. Jeremiah Gelzo, thanks again for stopping by. I'm on his website looking. They've got a Bronco. I mean, this guy. I mean, I'm Gaga. I've completely lost him. I'm Gaga. At this point. I mean. Uh, yeah. Right. You're going to have to focus on it, something else. Is it too old to start? That's my <laughs> no, question. Of course it's not. This is not too old to start. I have a friend named Bill Gibson. And you're not really starting. You've had all kinds of stuff like that growing up, yeah? True, yeah. That kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, my buddy Bill Gibson's always been into the model airplanes, boats, and everything else. Right. And done competitions and all kinds of stuff. So these... Does he have a... um, Does he do the drone thing? He does does the airplanes and the boats. He probably does the drones. My, My son loves the drones. Does he? Okay. Yeah. So and he's very good with them. That's that little one wheel right there that we were talking about. 3,500 miles on that little guy right there. It's electric. Yeah. And, um, that just looks like a broken wrist waiting to happen. <laughs> well, if you go cray cray, probably. For me. Right, for me. right. No, 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 no. I don't have to go cray cray. <laughs> oh, you're just talking just, about the balancing thing? I'm just saying in general, it well, just looks like... Well, if you have like, vertigo, probably not know, a good idea. It looks know. like something I probably should not be on. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It motors pretty uh, good. I got though. a I got a text about the the elephant thing. No, I wasn't kidding. Um, used to when the circus came to town, mm-hmm. they would have celebrities race elephants. Oh, so, so you got to race an elephant? Yeah. Uh, usually it was Noreen Turin or or um, somebody from the paper or okay something like that. They can go pretty fast. I will tell you. Well, I think elephants take a little while to get momentum going no Once there's a guy there's going, a guy with a little thing on the end and oh, he whacks him on the rear end oh and gets them going right he's away like, oh you holding on i'm like i'm holding on it's an elephant how fast could they possibly okay there we go <laughs> uh they could go pretty quickly wow. yeah and i also learned should you ever ride an elephant here's a little tip for you wow. make sure you wear gloves Okay. Because it is like petting a Brillo pad. Oh, it's that abrasive. Their huh? their hair is just like Brillo. Oh wow! And my hand was tore up See, I've for never, a, for a couple of weeks. Never been that so close. Just keep that in mind. Don't want to don't want to be that close. So you guys have been texting in about who you thought were the winners and the losers of last night's presidential debate. Right. Uh, there's a lot of people weighing in on that. Several media. Figures took to social media right. to declare which Republican candidate they thought won the fourth GOP presidential debate. Uh, most of the texts we've received this morning um, said Haley. They they thought has has come out on top. Most of the of the media types. No, I'm talking oh, about the, our, our, our listeners that oh, have, okay. have texted in. Okay, um, Alan called in. He preferred Vivek. Right, um, and some uh, agreed with him. Uh, Cassandra McDonald, who's a journalist, said Vivek won the debate and it wasn't even close. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dana Loesch said DeSantis has won two debates this week's week in a row. So she oh, said it was about, DeSantis. Right. Because he yeah. debated, what's his name, the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. The vampire. The vampire. The California Newman. vampire. New one. Right. New- Newsome. Newsome, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's like Newman. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, columnist Dan Marcus declared Christie the winner, while really? Newsbusters managing editor praised DeSantis. Right. Um, Curtis Halk said Ron DeSantis wasn't rattled, clearly won the exchange, 
to argue he's not tough on China when he's been saying for years the Chinese Communist Party is America's biggest threat is ludicrous. Yeah. Also, anytime you brag about having Wall Street donors, it's a major cringe, referring to Haley. Right. Well, she sort of bragged about it, in my understanding, as I as I followed the post-debate stuff, that she said, Ron's mad at me right now because I got all his Wall Street donors. And, and actually, Megyn Kelly kind of called her out on that. Isn't that kind of like cringeworthy for some to, to, to think you're tied into Wall Street? It means the big money's got you in the back pocket or whatever. And she said, look, you know, Ron's just mad because they supported him. Now they support me. And, you know, whatever. Right. No big deal. I mean, let's face it. For for people to be naive and say you don't need the big money behind you, it's just, it's just you're stupid. crazy. Unless you're going to fix it to where you get to spend this much money and you get to, which right. is how I think it I should think be you done. Are, that way it would show how you manage how your money. How you manage your money right. and everybody's on an even playing field. Absolutely. And you're not selling your soul. Exactly. Uh, Larry Elder said he thought the winner was Trump. <laughs> because he and wants to be the, vice president. And he's not the only one who said that. Yeah. Uh, there were quite a few people saying that Trump won the debate. Um, so, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see what the listeners have texted in and then to to see this. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I Maybe I'm just getting old and just cantankerous. I can't sit down for 90 minutes and watch a debate anymore. I barely can watch the highlights. It's just... Well, it's just frustrating. It is frustrating. We're going to talk about that Michigan school shooter's mom. She uh, She's going on trial. There's some things she's wanting to not have exposed during the trial. Don't oh. know if that's going to happen. We'll talk okay. about that. All right. 831 CBS News Brief is next. Currently 34 degrees in Lynchburg, Bedford, and Roanoke. 33 in Danville. 33 in Appomattox. ABC knob. It was about halfway. What so I'm going to turn doing? up to three quarters. Huh? See if we get the thing back going again. There we go. There he goes. There he goes. Holy wheelies. cow, is that thing I think fast? Turn off the RC motocross stuff. He's doing a wheelie. He's oh, doing. Lord. Oh my gosh. I got I got Lamb over here kind of reliving his childhood over there. This thing is amazing. Now tell us the story about how you jump matchbox cars. I did jump matchbox cars. I know you did. For the radio station I worked for. Right, you've got to turn that off. I know. Just. I'm making a fun RC bike that is just so easy to okay. drive. Okay, I'll turn the video off. i got to get the news. Yeah. It's so hard to keep the children focused. It is hard. Rono College professor is going to appear on the Jeopardy game show again. He did it in 2021, but he's back. Okay, baby. Chem- chemistry professor Gary Hollis, he appeared on the show. Professor's tournament was asked for an episode to come back to, to be part of, it's going to air tomorrow night. Okay. WDBJ 7, 7.30 p.m. That's tomorrow, December the 8th, hmm. 7.30. Jeopardy. I won on Jeopardy, baby. Okay, I'm done. That's not how that goes. Oh, what is it? Did I get the lyrics wrong? Our love's in Jeopardy. Oh, Oh, I'm thinking of the parody by Weird Al. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Virginia State-run Fine Arts Museum has begun the process of returning 44 pieces of ancient art Mm. to their countries of origin after law enforcement officials presented the institution with what is called irrefutable evidence that the works have been stolen or looted. Hmm. The Virginia Museum of Fine Arts announced in a news release earlier this week that it had safely delivered the pieces to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in New York, 
which said it had conducted an inquiry into the artworks as part of a broader investigation, along with the Department of Homeland Security. What does the Homeland Security have to do Mm. with that? DA's office will facilitate the return of the objects to Italy, Egypt, and Turkey. Left no doubt that the museum does not hold clear title for the 44 works of art. Among the return works of art was a bronze warrior that was stolen from an archaeological museum in Italy in 1963. Wow. The other 43 works were looted as part of an international criminal conspiracy that is currently under investigation involving antiquities, traffickers, smugglers, and art dealers. There are a lot of Barnaby Jones episodes that talk about art theft. Really? Yeah. Okay. That must have been a thing like in the 70s. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So there you go. They need to get Barnaby Jones on this on the case. <laughs> he would Barnaby and Betty, Barnaby Jr. And Betty. Yeah, get all that fixed. Sure. Uh huh. If you're wondering why I was a little sidetracked, we had Jeremiah Gelzo in from Stone Blue Hobbies talking about With some of the toys. things. Oh my gosh, this thing was like almost. Uh, that was about 30 inches long, maybe 28. Uh, Full blown RC motorcycle. Pretty cool. Go watch the video if you want to see what those things can do. In the meantime. Joe Summer has a problem, Janet. He runs a new college institute in Martinsville, a state entity that, among other things, sponsors training courses on how to get certified for fiber optics and to be a technician. Those are the jobs that are in high demand in the nation right now. And, you know, because we're pushing for universal broadband across uh, the whole country, graduates can start at 60,000. The problem is some of the potential students can't afford the classes. And this is where Joe comes in. He's trying to get Pell Grants pushed into the, uh, the you know, the trade-type schools. They ought to be able to get a Pell Grant to mm-hmm. be able to go to a trade school, not just, you know, regular college. Right. And I would agree because oh. regular colleges are, are you know, they're great. They, they meet a need. But the trade schools, you graduate from there, typically you're walking right into a job. Mm-hmm. And those are the jobs that we need, fiber optics, plumbers, electricians, H, you know, H-C-A-V-C-A-V-C-C. Harry, don't hurt yeah, yourself. Yeah, the air conditioning okay. people. We need them, too. So um, I'm, I'm glad that he's working hard. As a matter of fact, I want to give kudos to Tim Kaine, our senator, because he's helping push towards that. Uh, Republicans and Democrats are seeing the need uh, to make this happen. So uh, hopefully they're going to be successful. Yeah. 866-916-3776. You're on the morning, Jam. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Janet. Hi. Hey. Hey, uh, Mark, you're talking about the, the scale stuff. I'm on a site where I, I look on with longing eyes in my eyes. <laughs> One six scale military armor. Really? That runs and fires a projectile, you know, like a paintball or something. Yeah. Yeah, and they put the, uh, you know, like the G.I. Joe figures in them, commanding them, and it, it, there's some massive pieces. These things, some of these things weigh around a thousand pounds. Oh my gosh! Wow. And some have gas motors, some have electric motors. Okay. But uh, they have a competition where they actually have like a tank battle in places in Europe. Interesting. So, well, I, yeah, to, I, I would afford one, but they're about a thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> wow, that's a that's, that's a lot a little of money. much. You got to be a big boy to afford these toys. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, when when he was saying the motorcycle at five fifty, I'm thinking, you know, that's for the detail that you're looking at, that's not a bad price. I mean, an actual oh, yeah. chain and sprocket, uh, you know, 
Even the fender, Bob, the tail end of the fender flips up. So when the bike does a wheelie, it helps stabilize the bike as it's doing a wheelie. It's pretty cool. And it keeps it from flipping over completely. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty nifty stuff. Hey, while I got you on the line, my, my father-in-law grew up, I guess, in Amsterdam, Ohio, uh, uh-huh. You know, it ended up in Florida, I think, in the 60s. So that would have preceded your dad being a pastor. Yeah. But um, anyway, I guess it's a pretty small community. So you probably maybe would know some of the same people as my father-in-law. He just he wanted oh. to reach out to you and connect with you. So I'm going to. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, it's possible. Uh, my dad pastored there from 1973. Mm-hmm. I graduated high school in Worcester, Ohio. Okay. But I was raised in Indiana, so when they were at Amsterdam, I was basically I was in college, and then in the military. Right. So I was I was state, but uh, uh, my all my siblings all went to uh, East Springfield High School. Mm-hmm. They all went to Amsterdam School. I reached out to my sister. See, she remembered she's in Florida right now in Sarasota. So oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. we uh, we I see my dad Pat went to Sarasota to pastor, actually Osprey. Okay. And then we moved down there, and I assisted him for a little bit, and then uh, came up to Virginia. Yeah. Well, we're glad you landed here. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, we appreciate the call, bud. Well, I would love to get, you know, contact. Maybe we do know some of of the same people, but like I said, my my, my acquaintances were pretty uh, limited. Yeah. It's mostly church folk. Well, I'll I'll send him, um, or I'll send you his phone number through Facebook. Okay. That way you guys right. can chit-chat. We can. All right. Yeah, it's, it's a small community, small mining community. Yeah. Uh, what it was, a mining town. And, and like I was telling that story the other day, uh, it's not that much to look at. But when that snow covered it up, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was, just, it was a blanket of snow about two to three inches deep. Yeah. So every, everything was covered. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Beautiful memory. Yeah. So fun. Appreciate the call, sir. As always, mm-hmm. now what uh, your brother? At, your brother sends me things all the time. Right, I love your my brother. brother, Jim. I, if I don't get what to meet your brother that? soon, I'm going to be so unhappy. It's a it's it's an antipasta tree. That's what we call it. Holy my aunt God, Kay used to make one. Ever well, that's a big one. Yeah, Aunt Kay used to make a a little one uh, every Christmas. Yeah, and uh, and would have all the yumminess. I'm doing one. I mean, this that's year. like a charcuterie board on a it, but it's on a, a tree. tree. But now this is like this is like. 1970 this is this is just just circling back around again right right um but yeah he said he sent me that and he's like now this is our kind of tree (laughs) yeah it is everything is held on with toothpicks yeah so what's behind that a piece of foam you can buy a styrofoam styrofoam cone yeah and then she what what she would do is she would um she would wrap it usually she would put some kind of greenery Mm -hmm. you know behind it and then and then would do that that over it but usually you can just buy like a green cone okay and kind of do it that way but it it is kind of pretty it looks beautiful on your table yeah yeah so our appetizers this for for christmas eve it's going to be sausage balls because if i don't have those my kids would right. be up in it'll, arms it'll be mutiny on a yeah. yeah we're doing little little mini crab cakes mm-hmm. and then we're doing the charcuterie tree okay or the anapasta tree right, is right, what right. i'm calling it right. My wife would call it the charcuterie tree. Well, yeah, yeah, she would, but I'm keeping with the Tuscan theme. Right, you see. right. Okay, so you got it. Okay, well, yeah. do let's, what you got to uh, do. Let's maybe come up with a life hack 
on how I could do that in 30 minutes because that looks like it takes about three hours to do at it's, least. It's fun. It's actually fun to do. Well, it's kind of like building a tree. Yeah. So bit. you would have to trace that line, wouldn't you? So you can follow it. I freestyle it. You freestyle, but and then once you, just bump you once up you get the, the first one right, yeah, right. It's getting the taking your time with the first one. After okay. you get it right, that's if you're doing the swirly thing, right? Some people this just one do swirls. Some people just do random. Yeah, or you could do pretty. circular. Yeah. but I like the swirl. Yeah, I do too. But but what happens if you get to that last thing? And you've, 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 this is where your sausage balls maybe get stuck on there, but you only have room for half of one. Well, then you got to make the magic. Then happen. I have to eat half and then put it up on the tree. <laughs> That's how you would do it, That's no doubt. I'd do it, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be tasty, too. Yeah. Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Life Hack Thursday on the Morning Jam. Morning Jam. Help me, help me, Janet, help me. I'm trying. It's not easy. Uh, we've been doing some life hacks for the holidays and uh, sharing those with you a little bit. Uh, if you've been with us throughout the show today, uh, here's some more life hacks. Stock up on butter. So, like, seriously, every recipe calls for it, at least okay. at my house. Right. It does. I thought there uh, was a butter shortage. Do not wait. Well, I was getting a little worried. There may be by the time I'm through. Um, <laughs> but chances are you're going to run out. That's what that's the most common item that people run out of, mm-hmm. and they end up having to go to the store right. at the worst possible times. Sure. So, seriously, go ahead and do that. And, and yeah. And it's going to be better for you. Um, breaks happen, especially around the holidays. And if you're, you know, get frustrated with making sure you get all the broken shards of glass up because there's like a lot of little, and I got little, oh, yeah. little paw pads oh, yeah. that I got to worry about. Pull those little guys uh, up. The yeah. easiest and safest way to handle the situation is to grab a slice of sandwich bread, a press it bread. into the ground glass. And it gets the teeny, teeny, tiny little bits Interesting. up. Yeah, it works better than anything. And you're not going to get it stuck in your hand. So my 55-gallon shop vac, which you know requires a forklift to bring it in the house, isn't... Well, so <laughs> if it's if you've got a house full of people, I don't know that you want to oh, go break out. Oh, this is out. during a party. Yeah. Okay, excuse they, me, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Oh, coming through. <laughs> beep, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah, no, but the sandwich bread does work, okay. especially to get the little. I guess that would make sense, up. though. The little holes, and you mm-hmm. you press it, and it goes up in there. Yep, it makes sense. That's how it works. And then you hand that piece of bread to your favorite guest. Yeah, make sure you can move the crowd. Yes. The curse of hosting a party. The curse is cleanup. Yeah. Oh well, it's yeah. And and so and for, like at Thanksgiving, I could not get the kids out of the uh, the, the children out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They, we've got several eating areas at the house. You do. We have the dining area, and then we've got the kitchen eat-in area, mm-hmm. and then we have the screened-in porch area. Right, which is a new area this which year. Which is a new area, yeah. and we've got them all set up for eating. Where did they go? Mm-hmm. Kitchen. <laughs> right in the kitchen. They want to be where the action is. Uh, right in the nerve center. Right in the nerve center, but... Uh, it's it's if you don't want your guest you know around dirty dishes and all that, 
um, and you don't want to have to like do the dishes while your guests are there, then move them to a different area to visit after dinner. Leave the dishes. There'll be time to, to get the dishes. See, now that's get those later. where the charcuterie tree comes in handy. You won't. You roll that thing out on like a, a tray with wheels. Well, but you know how my house feast, is set up. Feast on this. My house is set up. You walk through the door. The appetizers are in the living room. Right. They're always in the living room. They still came to the kitchen. Right. Now, they made frequent visits to, to the, the living, living room, room. And then came back with To the handful. sausage balls. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, if you have a, a half-empty bags of chips following a party, especially if you're doing like a, a variety mm-hmm. of them, uh, you could be looking at eating nothing but chips for the next week. You can either feed them to the birds or you can take the an, a, inevitable staleness out of the chips by tossing them in your oven for a few minutes yeah i've, I've done i this. didn't know that it was possible well i, I didn't know you could do it with that but i knew you could do it with like uh you know shelled peanuts that got a little on the stale side you can put them in the oven and roast them and kind of bring, them, bring back. them back a little bit not well, fully but you can bring them back to apparently life a little bit. if you've got some stale chips mm-hmm. you can throw those bad boys on a bake tray i wouldn't and mind trying bring that. them back to life I, I think I would, yeah, try, because that happens a lot, especially with like the rigid, the ridge ones or right. the, yeah, they can get a little stale on you. Yeah, because by the time you you know you get to that part, mm-hmm. oh man, should have put the chips, and they you know what what hurts them is air, yeah, know, just sitting out. Yeah, uh, if you find yourself wrestling with tangled Christmas lights. It's time to set up your future self with an organized solution. Okay, I'm all ears. Cut your own cardboard holders for plastic bins. Mm -hmm. So cut them to fit in the plastic bins. Okay. And then wrap them on plastic coat hangers and wrap them around tension rods before stowing them away. Huh. Yep. You can look that up on Pinterest. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you what, Pinterest is a, I mean, it's a deal. Yeah. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more. Okay. If you wanted Home Depot gift cards, but you got Starbucks, or <laughs> maybe you wanted Target, but they got you Jiffy Lube. Who gets a Jiffy Lube? Is there a trading okay. site of sorts? Gift Card Granny. Wow. Offers ways to sell unwanted gift cards and buy discounted ones from tons of stores. We wow. should create a barter system. Yeah, that's... I have a $25 uh, Starbucks card looking for a Lowe's. Looking for a Lowe's. Can I... <laughs> that might actually work. Ding, ding. You know, I know, right? Okay. I found a Lowe's card that still had 37 cents on it. It was awesome. <laughs> 37 cents thing you used it? I bought a third of a Diet Coke with it. Oh, man. Not even a third. I wonder what the latest number... That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good what, idea. I know you've done you've done these stories for years, Janice, but what's the average um, like gift card sitting in somebody's house? Well, I'm looking the that average up right amount now. of money that's sitting right there that hasn't been used from last year. Only eighty percent of gift cards get used. Yeah, isn't that three something? billion dollars of gift cards wow. go unused every year? year? Every year, that is phenomenal. Three billion. No wonder merchants love that. Yeah. They get all the money and they don't have to put out any product. That's 
Holy cow. That's think, more than I thought it would I be. I think there should be. Well, I didn't think it was that high. I think there should be a shelf life, quite honestly, because it will motivate you to use it. Oh, man. All right. So here's the, here's a more recent one. Okay. Let's take a look at the recent All one. Right. Uh, Americans have a collective $21 billion in unspent gift Just cards. Oh, around. it's even more. Wow. So that's this accumulative is, for, from all the other years. That's of 2023. Yeah. Some people Jeez. love them. Some people hate them. Do you like them? They're okay. I mean, yeah. You know, we, they we, seem like a. They seem a little bit like a cheat to me. Well, they're sort of a cheat, but you know. But I will tell you, especially when my kids were just in that, you know, going into adulthood mm-hmm. kind of thing, right. and and kind of out on their own a little bit, um, I would get them like sheets cards because mm-hmm. they could use it for food sure, or they could or use gas. it for gas yeah. and they could just keep it in their wallet sure. as an emergency absolutely so sometimes it yeah. can be a good yeah, option. That, that would be a good use of it and then i've got a like a tween nephew right and you can get the the game and and pizza combo mm-hmm. so oh, okay, yeah. you can get like dominoes mm-hmm. and the xbox yeah so he could get as an experience, he could get a new game and he could have dominoes delivered. Right. So for a tween, yeah, that kind of makes them feel adult. Sure, sure. Um, so I think there are good options out there, but yeah. um, that's a lot of unclaimed It sure is. Stuff. Man, I, heck, I'd just like a small percentage of that. Yeah. I yeah, have I, don't, to... I don't know. We were talking about, we're doing Dirty Santa this year uh, as a way... To well, to have fun because it is fun mm-hmm. if you've got the right mix of people, right? Sure, and to save some money from having to you can't have all prudes or it won't buy be little fun. things, you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking with my youngest about it, and he was like, "Well, tell me, you know, tell me how it works." And I said, "Well, keep it at like twenty five bucks." And uh, he said, "So, so what? Do, I mean, what do I get?" I said, "You could get something funny, or you could get something that people you, you think people will fight over, or that right. they'll want, or." Um, uh, and he goes, he goes. I guess a gift card would be kind of lame. I'm like, well, a little bit, but if all the other gifts are crap, that's a sure thing. So you know, maybe, maybe they'd be like, yep, let's do that. So I don't know. I've seen people fight over the weirdest dirty Santa gifts. Right. Like we had an Obama Chia pet one time, mm-hmm. and that thing got traded and traded oh, yeah. and traded. Oh, everybody yeah. was stealing it from everybody else. And I don't necessarily do the, you could only trade three times. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Okay. No. No. It seems like you have Not to have always. some boundaries. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe. I mean, we may have to end up doing that, but. We'll see, tomorrow's Friday. Maybe we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll play we'll play uh, a little <laughs> bit of uh, The Office in their dirty Santa. I just think it's mean. Well, I call it fun. <laughs> We're going to play that episode, actually, before we do. Dirty Santa on there Christmas Eve. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, guys, have a great day. We do have Friday coming, mm-hmm. and Friday Funnies will be on the way. We appreciate you being a part of our uh, Morning Jam family. It means a lot to us as we celebrate our third year mm-hmm. today. Yeah, it's an anniversary. Happy anniversary, Rose. Where's my present? Um, <laughs> I didn't drink cream brulee. It's off. Cream brulee, that was your present. Oh, that's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> right. right there. <laughs> Make today awesome. We'll do it again tomorrow.